Mike Durbin does not fully support all my theories. He's just entertained by them. So don't blame Mike Durbin for putting me on. Don't believe me also. I'm, I'm a fucking idiot for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> WrestleMania looked, looked about as disappointing in all possible ways as much as Starcade 97 looked very disappointing. Oh, got yeah. two callers. Oh. Both of them are in the 646. How you doing? Hello. Hey, can uh, you hear me? Doing? Yeah, am I on? Am I on? You're on. Oh, hey, how you guys doing today? Good, how are you? Doing good over here. Talk about WrestleMania. I really miss the good old days, you know, when it's like Adrian Adonis. I miss Lou Albano and Andre the Giant and Bob Backlund and Blue Meanie and... Yeah, Berserker. Lou was a really big Bam Bam Bigelow and <laughs> Junkyard Dog, and I miss Conquistador, and I miss Spike Dudley. I miss Dory Funk and Flash Funk and Haas Funk and Terry Funk. Okay, and I know. Okay, I know. I know how much you miss there. I just muted you here, you know, and uh, you're telling me what you miss and everything, you know. What was uh? What was your, as I bring you back on the air, I got to ask you, what's your uh, general general feeling on uh, WrestleMania? Because uh, that's what this is about. <laughs> it was about the wrestling back then when it was Hillbilly Jim and Kabuki and Jerry the King Lawler and <laughs> and when it was Mantar and Manu. Oh okay, uh, I do apologize there. He, uh, you know, he's just uh, going off names there, and uh, I wasn't going to take that much longer. But uh, this guy brought up Hillbilly Jim, you know. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Okay, yeah. hey, you guys are talking about Hillbilly Jim. Yeah, yeah, he was he was a wonderful. He was one of my favorite wrestlers. I remember one time I was in Mobile, Alabama, and I saw a hillbilly Jim uh, wrestle that night. And the great thing about him is that he was a man of the people. We went to a bar afterwards, and he was drinking beer with us. And you know, yeah. we went into the bathroom, and I sucked this cock. It was huge. He, the guy was just a real good sport at all that shit. I loved him. Big Becker too, man. And he oh, yeah, yeah. Me like a wild animal. <laughs> okay, good enough for you. Uh, good enough for you. You know, you're gonna. You're gonna call up and do crank calls. You don't need to be here. You know this crank. is about WrestleMania. This is not about uh, the things you want to do, buddy. <laughs> Caller six four six. I'm gonna let you back on, but uh, you don't need to be uh, uh, strolling with names. I forgot to mention yeah. Lanny Poffo, <laughs> leaping Lanny Poffo, and oh, one man. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, good enough for me. You're gonna stay on mute for the rest of the show. You know, honestly, if I if I have to, you know, just uh, take this number, you know, and. Uh, and uh, present it to uh, one, of, one of the officials, then that's what I'm going to do. Okay, uh, you're on the air. You're on the air. Is this Sammy Ressler? It's me, man. Thanks for picking up the call. I'm sorry about all those yeah, idiotic, no stupid uh, calls before, man. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, back in 79, I gave Chief J. Strongwall a head job. While McDaniels was sucking my cock. Uh, oh, whatever you say, buddy. That's the last call, too. As a matter of fact, I'm going to uh, I'm going to let it be known that you're under the name Sammy Wrestler, and I'm going to just basically uh, basically ask that you be taken care of. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go one step better, and I'm just going to throw the ban on you. You are actually uh, I'm banning you for a month until you decide to show a better attitude. And most of all, I'm hanging up on you, too. Now... You'll get to be here for any of my shows, buddy. <laughs> That's just rude. You know, plain rude. Welcome to the Mike Durban Show, episode number 46. Thank you so much for listening. I got another great interview with Hansi on the show today. This is part two of the interview I did with him a couple weeks ago, right before WrestleMania. Last episode was uh, us previewing the WrestleMania card 
this episode is Hansy talking about a bunch of other stuff, such as starting his new podcast, The Bipolar Coaster, some conspiracy theories on the coronavirus, uh, the Howard Stern Reddit feed, why he didn't attend Howard Stern's 60th birthday bash back in, I think, 2013 or 14, social distancing, Netflix, stuff like that. So thank you to Hansy. I love having him on, and I hope that he will come back to the show again. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Michael Durband, D-U-R-B-A-N-D. And while you're on YouTube, check out Husey Entertainment. That's H-U-G-H-E-Z-Y. Husey has had a lot of Howard Stern guests on his podcast. He's had Stuttering John, Jackie Martling, Steve Grillo, and a few more. So check him out, Husey Entertainment. Please follow me on social media, at Mike Durband on Twitter, Mike underscore Durband underscore show on Instagram, and please follow the Creative Control Network on Twitter, at CC Network One. I love being on the Creative Control Network. There's so many great shows, like It's Usually Hello, The Freaking Hambone Show, which I produced this week. Check that out. Creative Control Daily with Joe Feeney. That's uh, what an excellent show that is. It comes out every day. It's always out every day of the week. Hence the name. We got Aaron Pavis with the bedroom to the booth. Jamie Irwin. What's your favorite? So many great shows. Check them out. Please support my sponsors, Blue Chew. And uh, joining, I think this month, sponsoring the Mike Durban show is Manscaped. Uh, I think the promo code is Durban, D-U-R-B-A-N-D. They make great products. I've been using Manscaped since I heard them advertising on Keep It 100, so it's a great product. Check them out. All right, let's get to the interview with Hansi, but first, some words from my sponsors. Yeah. Web beat it. We talk a little shit, man. Talk some shit, man. Hey. <laughs> <clears throat> Bitch, you dumb, release the cracking. I'm up on Mount Olympus while I'm rapping. So when the lightning strikes and water's turning, thunder's crashing, and them twisters touching down like that movie with Bill Paxton. It's me up in my studio. That's what's making it happen. He is a legend in the in this Howard Stern community. He was on episode 30 and 31 of the Mike Durban show, and I would love to welcome back the legendary Hansy. What's going on, bro? Uh, thank you. For- Thank you for having me. Yo, uh, yo I, I guess what they call like uh, since that time, uh, your, your show gets promoted on Conan's show. Uh, and finally, the Mike Durbin show, Hansy, formerly of the Howard Stern show, Ooh. returns big time. Wait one second, who? Hansy. He used to be in the. Hansy, yeah, yeah. Stern. It's like one of the. Does he work at? When the Howard Stern show, show wasn't as good as it, as he used to be, Hansy was one of the guys on the show. Oh, like know? oh yeah, yeah. That's the guy said the other day was like when the NWO had a C team, he's probably right. The, <laughs> right he's probably the C team of the whack pack. Right. What was right. his deal? What was Hansy's deal? Did he get hand jobs? What was the deal? And I I heard Conan going on. Who? Yeah. Who's Hansy? He's just he's just a disturber because he knows. Who the fuck I am? He, yeah. He 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 got into an argue with me back in 2013. He knew damn well who I am. You know what I mean? But yeah. I I, I could have stopped laughing at, at that when he <laughs> when he asked the legal disco goes hey Glenn do you know who this guy is? He goes who? He goes no I have no idea. And he goes who's playing the vacuum in the background? I I, I always die at that part whatever. But yeah yeah it, it was um it was pretty funny bro. I, thank you for having me on last time man. I really enjoyed it man. No problem. Thank you for coming on then. Thank you for coming on now. And uh, last time you were on I asked you, have you ever thought of having your own podcast? Um yeah I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to work out the deal. I'm trying to work out the 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 deets on that and all that. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I, I I don't know if I should buy podcast equipment. I don't know what equipment. You know what I mean? People keep telling me and all that. You know what I mean? What changed? What made you want to get into it? Well, what happened was, um, if you if you notice that I if you you follow me on Twitter, I'm on Periscope a lot, right? Yeah. And and there's like call-in features, but like this app, like let me explain that prior, like when I joined 2015, I would never go actively search on the app itself. I would just go do my broadcast, and whoever was coming from Twitter, they would come on basically, right? And maybe some people would watch me. 
I think I got. I think because the trolls were getting me suspended on Twitter and Facebook in last summer or whatever. From like you know they'll troll me, I'll respond, and then they will take my response and go, oh look, he he said some bad things about me. So uh, one time I I just instead of like getting my life together, I just basically went on Periscope and I was looking at different people that were on, and because of the call-in feature, I was like you know making you know like a lot of like new friends. Uh, a lot of like new enemies, like a lot, like, you know, a lot of new uh, characters had had arisen from here, and I felt like the drama, and I felt like a lot of people get off on the drama scopes more so than anything intellectual being discussed. Right? I know that's like it's horrible when you're discussing something calmly and not fighting all the fucking time, right? And because I've gotten into like some of these drama things, because people they they know that I'm from the Stern Show, so they know that like. If they ruffle my feathers, like, they'll get along with me, but if they ruffle my feathers and I end up losing it, then they can just go, well, you know, he has a history of losing it on the Howard Stern show. And then they'll just play, they'll play my calls, you know what I mean? Like, just a, a lot of, like, harassment has been going on. It's not just, like, trolls are saying one bad word. It's, like, making accounts based off me, um, implying that, like, I'm going to be fucking killed. I'm good. Like, like they, like they, like I think they tried to SWAT my house one time, but the I think the cops over here, um, uh, the cops over here didn't uh officially believe it because I I heard them in my back in my backyard just looking around to see like you know what I mean like I, I heard a dog and like you know what I mean I heard like a police scanner or whatever and all that and you know what I mean and and these guys like like you know what I mean like what they'll do is like because a lot of my trolls think that I'm not paying attention to them. And I'm making new friends on there. They will like always bring up all the irrational shit I've ever said on on you know when I'm losing my mind because like because the way I, the way I go about it and you've heard me on the Stern show you know that like like saying mean shit in the most mean spirited way was applauded on that show even though like Howard pretends like oh no no we we, we don't want that like if, the the meaner shit that you say the more airtime you got in on that show so because i'm still in that kind of mode where like when i get mad i got to say like the most evil fucking shit to people people will use that against me and then they'll keep like um making periscopes playing my calls all my ones that i'm losing my mind and then all the enemies on periscope will you know just um use that as fodder fodder for their arguments to fucking shit on me. So the reason why I started the podcast was to like basically get away from, from that. You know what I mean? Kind of get like starting to like just do my own thing. Kind of, I should have started a long time ago and not really been on Periscope to begin with. But like now, like a lot of my trolls, they think they're entitled to like how the, 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 the podcast is going to run and like, Oh, like you, you have to have get like I'll have guests on, like I'll have you on, I'll have people on to come and talk, right? But I think these people want constant drama, so they need somebody to like constantly shit on me, even though I'm doing this for my own mental health. Even and I and I realize doing it, like saying that people are not really interested in that because they want fights and they want arguments. So I understand that my my uh, my podcast uh, uh, quality might not be as good to people because it's not. I'm not trying to start fights. I'm just trying to air out my fucking grievances and my journey of what I've been through with the Stern Show and post-Stern Show, basically. Yeah. Do you find it easier to do the podcast than a live Periscope? Because when you do the podcast, you're just talking by yourself. You don't have that interaction. You don't have the trolls typing shit to you and harassing you while you're doing it, right? Is it a little bit easier that way? It's a little bit easier, but it's also, like, I think I've gotten used to, like, going on right here's the thing bro i used to um okay i used to write in a journal right i used to write in, in a journal but i was getting carpal tunnel and i couldn't understand what i was writing so in 2016 i started doing it on the computer and i always feel like everything that i do is because you know how these trolls always say that they're they have my everything tapped and all that they'll be moving my cursor when i'm writing in my word document and so a lot of my journal entries would be testing out to see who's watching me, kind of. Like, to see, because like, they're moving my cursor. So they're obviously hacking. They, they One time, I wrote a blog on that document. And before I posted the blog, they had it on the Stern, on the Stern Show Reddit. Before I posted it, um, they, they, they copied the text. And you know what I mean? And the thing is, like, I don't know if, like, law enforcement is involved or uh, government agencies. Because I, I hear because you know, there's a couple of people who have been in like these government agencies and they're revealed to be 
like really horrible trolls. Like while like like they like the the, the people would, won't believe it, but there's been articles written about this that like there are people online who are from law enforcement or government agencies that go around on Periscope and go on social media accounts to like basically just try to fucking test people out, to put them in traps and all that type of stuff. That's another reason why I'm scaling back because bro, I don't know because you know Periscope app, bro. There's nobody running it right now, so everyone's free for all. Yeah. When you when you go and search like a little bit of the Periscope, right, and you go and you see the broadcast, you'll see like talk shows happening. You'll see people talking. Then you'll see these very sketchy ones where they look like pre-recordings, but you can tell there's young people in there. I will just slide that and I'll report it. You know what I mean? Because because and that's what that's one thing that's been disgusting disgusting me is that. I keep I keep hearing and 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 seeing these little things of of maybe kids being exploited on there and no one's and and no one on and Twitter owns this and they're and they're not stopping it like so what, what, one of my buddies on that app was like yo dude I saw some really fucked up shit I had to get it shut down and all that you know what I mean I don't know how you got it shut down but he but he but he but me and him have been talking about how scary this is so some people also approach me and because I don't have the yo Mike I don't do the resources to uh, check um, people's background, right? I assume if you're online and you're interacting, that must mean, like, you're a good person. Like, not a good person, but, like, you're, like, a fairly, you know, like, you're, like you're not really that evil. Like, for some reason, I think there's people who are sex offenders that, that also kind of approach me without telling me. So then they can get, like, oh, look, um, I, I'm gonna getting on Hansi's good side. But then it's going to be exposed that they are one. And then it's going to put me in trouble. Because I felt there, you know, I felt there, I felt the, you know, Howard Stern and the wrestling community for a bit. They were trying to do that with, um, uh, What's his name? Uh, Rob Feinstein. Because um, Rob, Fe remember when the birthday bash shit happened in 2014? The whole birthday bash and me. Yeah. Rob Feinstein was one of the guys that contacted me about being a guest on, on with me to take me there. And the thing is, I didn't. I remember the Rob Feinstein that ran ROH, and he was like exiled out. And this is around the time where I thought anybody that got in trouble from the system. They had to be Illuminati, like, uh, uh, framed or something like that. But I also saw that he was RF video. And I see a lot of wrestlers that I follow were following him. So I didn't really interact with him too much. But I was like, if wrestlers are interacting with this guy and he's like – and he added me on Facebook and he has all these pictures with, like, John Cena, Charlotte Flair and all, all these people, whatever, right? I'm like, so wait, is it okay to interact with this guy? Because I don't know if this if this guy is really what what they say he was. I don't want to associate with them. I got suspicious when he contacted me. He didn't contact me after that, but he was trying to get me to promote RF videos, and I didn't want to do it because I was like, I don't know what this guy is about. But he contacted me one time about House of Hardcore, and he said, "You want to be my guest at House of Hardcore." And I and the thing is like this is when, when I was like I was so desperate to want to meet celebrities and all that type of stuff because I didn't get anything from the Stern Show. I was actually thinking I'm like, well, do I got to interact with this guy? Can I just go talk to Tommy Dreamer and whatever? But like the fact that to Tommy Dreamer himself didn't invite me and it was Rob Feinstein doing it, I just fucking cut ties with it. But I never really interacted with him anyways. But 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 like but that's when I got suspicious that like are they testing me to see that I'm so desperate to want to be. Um, a part of the festivities that I would go out and hang out with the fucking sex offender if Rob Feinstein is one. I don't know if he is one, but that video that surfaced online, whatever, right? So that's yeah. why I'm also scared of who I interact with online because I don't have the resources to do background checks. All these YouTube streamers and all these podcasters, they have their resources where they're doxing each other and exposing their dirt. I don't have resources. I'm not tech savvy like that. So I, sometimes I'm scared to even interact with people. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what, what their political affiliation with, how extreme they are sometimes. You know what I mean? And I, I try to keep to my keep to my fucking thing where I say, well, I'm a, I'm a Bernie supporter. I'm kind of a leftist, not a Democrat, not a centrist piece of shit, but like an actual leftist, whatever. Right. So sometimes I wonder, like, like. What like who am I interacting with, and that's why I've kind of scaled back from doing these interactions um, on on Periscope and all that because I don't know who I'm, who's coming to me, and who's fucking with me really. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yo, know, apologies in advance for going off on tangents. Like no, that. it's fine. No, that's dude, that's what you're all about. That's your specialty. 
Yeah, that's, thank that's, you, bro. That's what people love to hear from you. They love to hear you go off on, on the tangents, the conspiracy theories, everything. <laughs> so, so yeah, you got the new podcast called The Bipolar Coaster, and I think you've had three episodes so far. I love it. I think it's awesome. Where can we find that podcast? Oh, it's on it's, it's on Anchor, um, anchor.fm slash hands83. Um, I'm still waiting for it to get approved on Apple, but it's on um, a lot of other streaming things. You can look on that site and it'll show it. I know it's on Spotify and Google. It's on, I know it's on those two, but then there's other ones I never heard of before. I never heard of Pocket Cast. Or 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 uh, or or something or R- Radio Republic or something like that. I never I never heard of these places. So I was like, yeah, they're putting put there, but um, on Apple it hasn't been approved yet. Um, I'm hoping that that will kind of be a game changer. But I mean, listen, I, I, I as long as I keep doing it the way I do it and kind of do it for my own mental health, I know that it's never going to be popping the way it is because I I know people are more desperate for uh, unfortunately. For I, I I always blame Stern and Opie and Anthony for this that people think that you need to always be in arguments and and crack racist and misogynistic and homo, homophobic homo, homophobic jokes. So like I have something John moment there. Uh, <laughs> I, I you know to to be to be edgy and listen I'm not saying that it can't be funny. I know like I'm not one of these guys that say well those kind of jokes are never fucking funny whatever. Within context I understand satire and all that type of shit. You know what I mean? But I feel like. A lot of people think that that's what makes a fucking podcast and what fucking is interesting content because they've been trained to think that. Because I used to think that too. I used to think that if you're not fighting with someone or causing drama, then why do I want to listen to a podcast where everyone's being nice to each other? You know what I mean? So like, yeah. so like that. That's why you know I I you know I know that's gonna be a boring route, but. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to try to make it interesting as possible, I guess. But as long as I got guys like you who, you know, who've been fans of me and understand and you're and, and listen, I appreciate you having me on and and not like I know, like my theories are out there. So I appreciate like you can disagree with me, but I, I appreciate you not like shitting on me completely because of, of how I think and all that. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. really appreciate that. That's why I'll always come on your show, bro. I I, I dig the, the way you uh, conduct yourself with me. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. not the easiest guy to get along with. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, on the new episode, you said that you were, you're a pioneer in social distancing. You said you've been doing that since like 2005. Well, yeah, well, no, yeah, uh, I felt like after I um, became um, known on the Stern Show, and I felt there was a lot of pressure behind the scenes that wasn't being discussed. Like, I thought, like, I always look at it, like, I always compare it as, like, I was, uh, remember that reality, remember that reality show on Spike TV, Joe Schmo? Yeah. It feels like, like a lot of people, and I'm not talking about just me, and, and people always think that, oh, it's so narcissistic for you to think that you're this important, but I think that a lot of people, especially a lot of the whack packers on that show, go through this. That they become um, unwilling reality show characters and not realizing that like there are people in their in, in these people's lives that are kind of like informing you know Stern Show about what your whereabouts and what your interactions are like, so they can kind of use it against you in a way and for for their entertainment. So I I, I wasn't giving much input in 2009. I felt like. I didn't. I, I didn't like my first appearance at the show in 2008. So in 2009, I was like basically scaling back and just doing just pitching bits basically. And I felt like Howard was. He didn't really say it on air, but I can tell that he he didn't have the same uplift um, attitude that he had about me in 2008, 2007, and in 2009 when I called. So I thought like um, in 2010, I just stayed away from everyone in my life basically. And, you know, just stayed away and, you know what I mean? I thought, like, a lot of people were using, were using me and getting more shit um, behind the scenes than I was for my for my fame. Like, like they were getting the perks behind the scenes, kind of. So I kind of, like, stayed away from everyone. And I think because I didn't, quote-unquote, sell my soul at a certain point, I thought that, um, that like, a lot of people that were um, supposed, like, who, who were, like, trying to encourage me to be more, right, before then... I feel like that they, they had they had to disappear, like they had to go into another world where they were apart. Meaning that like they were associated with so much shit behind the scenes that they couldn't interact with somebody like me anymore because I wasn't in in the inner circle. I was out of the inner circle, still kind of going mad and having my doubts. I was going through a mental breakdown 
during 2011 or so um, because of like the whole thing. Because I thought that it was when I started getting into conspiracy theories. And I thought that, oh, shit, I've got to sell my soul. What do I got to do? To like, do I gotta rape somebody? Do I gotta get raped or something? Like, I thought I keep thinking that there's these initiations that happen. So it was scaring the fuck out of me, and I freaked out in 2011 essentially. So I, like, I've been, I've been, I, I've been seeing people uh, over the course of the years, but I always feel like you know the interactions are are limited and like, like I feel like I'm I'm being I'm being told to come out sometimes and like like there's like appearances that i'm making without even knowing that i'm making appearances because i feel like because and by the way this is this relates back to wrestling because do you remember a story where dean um it was like a, it wasn't like a big story but dean ambrose um john moxley was talking about how he one time was going to LaGuardia and he didn't tell anybody and that um and he didn't tell us he didn't tell renee he didn't tell wwe and all of a sudden there was talent there, there was like um fans that were waiting for him and then one fan goes yo can i i'm sorry to bother you but can i get an autograph i'll pay you and, Mo- and moxley goes um no no don't you don't gonna pay me but tell me i didn't tell anyone where i was going how did you know that i was at this airport and then the guy goes oh there's, there's like a, a bunch of uh, group chats and facebook groups that discuss when celebrities are gonna meet somewhere and people go and, and get that, get, get that, whatever, right? So I always thought that I was one of those guys that, like, they couldn't tell, they couldn't tell me that I was being put in a situation where people are there to see me, and, and, and you know what I mean? And maybe I'm, m- maybe I am making the money, maybe they're saving it for me or something like that. But it just, it, it really disturbed me, and it, it made me kind of, like, not want to be associated with people because I feel like, oh, are they just calling me out because it's a money grab or do they actually want to hang out with me? You know what I mean? And I feel like there's so many secrets going on. And by the way, I could be wrong about everything that I'm saying, by the way. I don't know if I'm right. So, you know what I mean? So, like, that's where I, I kind of became socially distant for a long time. And it's like, like I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't trust, like, like I never really, I really had a girlfriend, really, right? And when girls, like, kind of approach because of the Stern Show thing, I'm like, oh, are they agents are they are they gonna fucking like because like the one time I did get laid on the Stern show, people have been um, the trolls have been saying that oh you know the Stern show really recorded that secretly and they put it on Pornhub. Um, I haven't found it on there right, but like the fact that like that is going on, so that's why I've kind of held back from not um 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 trying to get laid because I I believe that like a lot of these people might fucking be recording it for um. For, so they can bribe me later on or something like that. I, again, I could be wrong about all this. Just my theory, though. Wow. Oh, yeah, I know, man. bro. I, I'm sorry to bring this all to you. Bro. No, it's okay. It's all right. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Hansy, you remember the days when you were always ready to go? Well, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. Head over to BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready to go whenever an opportunity arises. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Right now, there's a special deal for the listeners of The Mike Durban Show. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the special promo code DURBAND, D-U-R-B-A-N-D, and you'll pay just $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code DURBAND, to try it free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and I thank them for sponsoring my podcast. So I know you got some conspiracy theories about the current situation with the coronavirus, right? Um, see, 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 this is where I'm, where I'm in a pickle, bro. Um, I see when 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 it was just nine eleven, it was easier to go, okay, there's this bullshit being spread about this event, basically, right? Now, because conspiracies for the last decade have been a marketing tool, 
I feel like a lot of people are in the conspiracy. Like, even though the mainstream is not telling us everything that is being told, I feel like conspiracy theorists are using their bigoted ways to like go, oh, this was started in China, and like it's like it's like to like maybe start a like maybe like like get you mad at China because there's there could be a war a cl- like a war between the U.S. and China eventually and all that. And listen, I'm not saying China is innocent, like you know, the government is not corrupt or anything like that. But I feel like they do that bigoted kind of thing where you know what I mean. Like I don't know if this is being a test run for something bigger. Like are are, the, are these debts that are happy? You know my you know my Illuminati cloning uh, uh, theory, right? I yeah. maybe some of these some maybe some of the upper echelon people are not really getting it, and the, and they're fleeing the planet or something like that. I could buy that. Like I I when it comes to celebrities, bro, I know they make it seem like it's relatable to regular fucking people, but I I always say that these celebrities, in my opinion, they play by different rules. They play they probably have more advancement uh, advanced knowledge. That's why you probably saw all these guys, all these CEOs step down months before this was happening. Um, you know, in, insider trading, trading happening and all that. Um, you know what I mean? And I, I always feel like it's being done on purpose. Like we're supposed to like we've been it's like Westworld We're we're being programmed to uprise, essentially. Like, you know what I mean? Like this is all like a reality show, essentially. That's why that's the way I look at it, kind of, in a way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so, like even like the author, authority, authority is kind of like in on it a little bit, but they're supposed to be the villains now, kind of. You know what I mean? Like the Joe Bidens, like the, you know, Donald Trumps and all that type of stuff. They're all supposed to be the villains now, kind of, in this game that we're playing, essentially. But I don't know where this is going, bro. I'm I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I'm pretty fucking scared. You know what I mean? And I know this might drop later on, so hopefully I don't catch coronavirus <laughs> from between the time that, this, that we're doing this and then airs. You know what I mean? Because I'm, you know what I mean? But yeah, no, no. Um, but 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 to relate it back to wrestling, I know you want to talk about WrestleMania and all that, right? Yeah. So I don't. So you know how my my whole thing has been that WWE is it's dwindling and like they're kind of on the way, like like everything everything that they've done in the past that that's been morally bankrupt, uh, it's gonna accumulate with stuff in the in the present. So I want I wonder if like like if is it gonna turn out that. Vince McMahon and AEW and all these guys, some wrestlers end up catching coronavirus. I don't want anyone to catch it, but like because of like how their their negligence of how this has been handled so far with doing insisting on doing the shows and all that, will that be it or will they get in trouble? Because I uh, and, and this, this, this will be interesting because WrestleMania when when we're taping this, this is going to be airing. I don't know when it's going to be airing, but I'm sure it's going to be after WrestleMania probably. No, right? I'm going to drop this before WrestleMania. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. So, I, I, part of me wonders if even the Roman Reigns stepping stepping away is even really true or not. Like I, maybe like that was like their one last way to make us think that uh, um, that oh shit Roman Reigns is not going to be in Mania, but then he's going to be. And then I can see I can see like the public, you know, the the woke crowd, um, going to be upset about it by going you used a pandemic to uh to 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 make us think that Roman Reigns wasn't wrestling this is horrible so i don't know what's going to happen i don't I, you know what i mean like i don't know if this is supposed to be a bad mania by design kind of in a way because i believe all these institutions are are basically like sacrificing their like 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 it's it's, it's been building up for a while now with this pandemic now it feels like all these institutions are are basically sacrificing their product and all of that kind of shit, if that makes any sense to you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, AEW is supposed to be the new guard, basically, even though there's stuff that you can question about that, about, you know, Tony Khan and uh, his dad and all that type of stuff, right? But I feel like WWE are the villains right now in this quote-unquote real-life drama that we have going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, WrestleMania was already recorded, so it's it's done. No, it's it's done. But I yeah. but I wonder if they're telling us lies about um about like whether Roman Reigns was really pulled out or not. Like uh, because like the, like because like the fact that like they still have it advertised and then people are maybe that's supposed to be another way that people look at. I, I just think whatever happens is planned out. And the in the end of all this, Roman Reigns like Roman Reigns' role in quote unquote real life is always gonna be known as a villain, kind of. Even though like like again, the whole cancer thing, bro, like I, I, I'm not saying that I don't believe it, but I wouldn't I don't I don't have faith in Vince McMahon. I, I do think that Vince McMahon would use something like that to get Roman Reigns chaired more. I'm not saying that he didn't have cancer. Maybe he over exaggerated maybe they over exaggerated it. 
But that's something that's going to be fucking... I feel like the, the, the build-up in real life for Roman Reigns between the fucking... Dr- uh, the whole... The, the 2016 suspension, the, 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 the remember last year, the, uh, two, no, two years ago, the, the, there was a, a drug uh, a, a guy that was arrested that said Roman Reigns was one of his steroid clients and all that, yeah. and then the whole cancer thing happened. So part of me kind of believed that like all of this is accumulation to something bigger coming out eventually. I could be wrong again, you know what I mean? Everything that I said, again, just to... Just to keep you keep you safe. I don't want to get you in trouble with my shitty <laughs> theories. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to. You know what I mean? Mike Durbin does not fully support all my theories. He's just entertained by them. So don't blame Mike Durbin for putting me on. Don't believe me. Also, I'm I'm a fucking idiot for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you been have you been watching AEW at all lately or no? No, I just see stuff on Twitter. I don't really watch it. Okay, because yo, Jake the Snake's promo. Yeah, I saw that. I did see oh, that. I saw one. that. Yeah, that promo was fucking amazing, man. And yeah. I, I'm I'm so glad. I am I'm glad that Brody Lee and Matt Hardy are are there now as well. Like you just see like AEW now is on an upswing. And by the way, the reason why I brought this up is because the last time I was on your podcast, we taped it before all. We taped it before all out. All out, right? Yeah, and we taped it right after SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah, and then I was like, yo, if, if CM Punk is not coming in, this has been a waste of fucking time, and yeah. he hasn't come in. But, yo, I still think that he will eventually come in. I think that this whole the, – the, you know how, like, I think this whole – like, a lot of this stuff is storyline anyways in real life and all that? Yeah. I think there's a reason why they've mentioned, no, 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 CM Punk has a Fox contract. He doesn't have a WWE contract. I'm guaranteeing – I'm thinking that he will – eventually show up on AEW and it'll be one of these oh my god he's on Fox too but he's on AEW as well I still think I still holding out hope that CM Punk will 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 be the glue to all this in my opinion but again my track record on here hasn't been good with that because I was like proven I remember just listening to it after because it aired out afterwards and when you asked me about all this stuff whatever right so I was like oh my god I was like really really dead wrong on all of this shit whatever <laughs> yeah uh, let's get back to this coronavirus like are you watching a lot of Netflix and, and streaming stuff now what do you what do you do to occupy your time well, here's the thing, man. I used to, like, try to, like, the last decade, right, I used to try to catch up with pop culture because I was only into the wrestling bubble um, for, like, most of my life, essentially, right? And I'd watch the occasional movie, obviously, and all that. Like, I'd, I'd watch a movie, but I was more of a wrestling guy. And then because I was, like, in, on the Stern Show, I try to get more involved with pop culture and being a part of this prestige TV draw stuff, right? Now it just seems like everything is being put out, out there so fast. And there's like there's no like there's, that's why I always say that these guys that are in the industry have to have some type of microchip where they can watch this in their sleep or something because there's no way that they're watching all these new documentaries and all this new shows and then being be, still having time to talk about it but then actually go on vacation and have family time. There's no fucking way unless you have some hidden remote that freezes time and you're getting all this done while we're sleeping. I have no idea how you're g- getting all done. So I haven't been able to keep up with a lot of fucking shows. And uh, I, I guess because maybe I've been in the whole Periscope bubble and the whole thing that that became my go-to of, of making contact with people. And um, because I go, well, do I need to be watching television movies and comedies and all that when I am myself the product now and I need to be, like maybe I should be a guy that's a destination instead of me watching everyone else essentially, and th- and that's and that's why I've scaled back and I haven't been able to catch up on podcasts, um, movies, TV shows, all of this stuff, man. So I I've been keeping busy by like just like looking over like the news and seeing what because like yo know, the the real life is like a movie now itself. So I don't need to watch movies anymore. Like like we're we're in a fucking movie. We're in a reality show right now. And, you know, it's just like, it's like real, it's real life survivor, essentially, what's going on right now, essentially, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you haven't seen Tiger King? Oh, I, I've actually been watching, I was watching that before you called me, actually. Okay, okay. Uh, have, you, have you finished it? I haven't finished it yet, but, you know, that, you know, this story is pretty fucking, I don't get into true crime stuff, because I always, I, I, again, it's like, I always think that these things become marketing tools as well, like, 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 they'll take something, like, are they actually interested in the crime, or are you just picking one thing to like profit off of? So sometimes I get I get uneasy because I'm like, are you actually 
um, wanting to actually solve this crime? Could you solve this crime without doing a series and just have a happy fucking ending? Uh, let me ask you, though. Have you been watching The Dark Side of the Ring or no? Uh, I watched the part one of the Benoit episode. Oh, okay. I haven't seen part two yet. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I don't think they... I mean, listen, I mean, if you buy the official narrative, I guess it'll probably be good for you. But because there was, like, conspiracies around it, and I still don't think that... I still think that we should open the fucking case back up again, in my personal opinion. And and the reason why and the reason why I mentioned this because um, did you ever hear Bill After's thoughts on it on it or no? Uh, no. Was it something to do with Kevin Sullivan? No, no, no. Well, I mean, I think that. See, again, I think that conspiracy was one that was put online to discredit the whole thing. I'm not saying that it couldn't be plausible, right? But Bill After was on Jericho's podcast a couple of years ago. And he said that he didn't put this in the book because the publisher thought that it would be too controversial. But he said that this is my theory on what happened. And the fact that he's bringing this up in front of Jericho, who's Chris Benoit's friend, and Jericho's not really getting offended by it. And Jericho's like, yeah, we don't know what, what could happen. But Bill After believes that Benoit was in trouble with the wrong fucking people and that maybe it was a hit out on him and all that type of stuff and because he knows benoit he couldn't he couldn't imagine it i also heard you know i i know this guy won't be credible to like a lot of people in the wrestling business because of his character in the in the business but even when hornswoggle was doing his you shoot interview with or kayfabe commentaries he was even saying that like um in a nonchalant way that a lot of people that like were working in the company, they didn't believe the official story either and all that, right? So I wonder if this whole situation is being brought out because it's going to open up, the like it's, it's keeping us fresh in our mind, but then something's going to be revealed about it, kind of in a way. Because one thing that, you know, I, um, you know, um, the ben, the Benoit, you know when Benoit um, wrote, um, when he wrote um, his address and his zip code in the text messages, right? He yeah. put 30215, right? But then the the doctor that distributed um uh, distributed uh, steroids to him, Phil Aston, who was arrested in two thousand nine, um the when he when they showed the li- list of clients of Benoit, they had the the the, the area code was uh uh two oh two it, instead of a five in the end it was a four, so someone said the, so that so like the fact that like somebody wrote the wrong zip code to like uh, a couple of times through Nancy's phone and Benoit's phone. That's like a huge – because if the DEA was wrong, then that whole case gets dismissed if they have the wrong address or something like that. That's what I've been told. So mm-hmm. so, that, so that's another fucking thing. The, the thing that set me off, bro, about the about the Benoit thing was uh, that the Wikipedia entry, and I thought that was suspicious as fuck. And the fact that it came from Stanford, Connecticut was another tip-off. So apparently apparently the, the, the kid who they put it on – it's on YouTube, like the the police questioning the guy, uh, the, the little kid, um, the teenager who supposedly made the entry. He's like, and, and it just seemed like a a way to go. Okay, well, this will throw him off the scent, kind of like you know what I mean. Like, oh, we nipped it in the bud or something like that. You know what I mean? But again, I don't know what to think, bro. Like a lot of my theories are out of whack, but I do think that you know, um, I think that this season is gonna put a dark light on WWE. Um, from the from the, do you ever have you ever gone on? Do you go on Reddit by any chance or no? Not that often. Okay, so well, I go I go um, on the Stern Reddit, but not okay. not really a wrestling Reddit. Okay, well yeah, on Squared Circle, right? There's like uh, creative posts being done, so they they do these things called Observer Rewinds. They don't copy and paste the whole thing; they just sum up what Dave Meltzer was talking about in it. And the thing I never realized that. Um, with this whole Martha Hart, because Owen Hart's going to be covered in this. I wonder if they're going to cover this in the documentary, but apparently, like, there was some information about, like, uh, that would put WWE in a lot of trouble for, like, maybe advanced knowledge of, like, the company being, like, the the, the company that did the Owen Hart uh, harness thing was shitty or something like that. Because I remember when Diane, because, like, and so the Observer Wines were, were going around, like, oh, in 2001, this is what's happening. So they covered the whole... A heart family, um, like the whole heart family um, uh, dysfunction that was going on, where um, like Diana Hart was writing a book and making accusations against Davy Boy and Martha Hart and all that type of stuff. And then you hear about like Ellie and um, Jim Nine Hart's wife, um, um, uh, you know, um, kind of uh, faxing WWE this document, and that's why, and the, because WWE had the document, that's why WWE was able to settle out with Martha Hart 
for that much money because if this document had gotten out, then that WWE, WWE could have gone bankrupt from this apparently or something like that. That's what's been hinted. But I don't know if that document is going to cover it. But I do think that it's going to re- – I do think that a lot of these uh, things that are going to happen in Dark Side of the Ring, it's, gonna, it's shedding light on some of the stuff in WWE basically. You know what I mean? Because I think WWE, they've accumulated enough scandals that have been dropped from the past to like now with the, you know, the whole Ashley Mazzaro thing, the whole, um, you know, the whole Saudi Arabia thing, um, you know what I mean? So I do believe like, 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 like WWE is going to face a lot of fucking stuff in the future. I keep predicting this, but it hasn't happened yet. So I, maybe I'm wrong in this whole thing. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, it's cool. So, um, just winding down here, I got to ask you one stern question. What are your thoughts on Brent being fired or quitting? What happened there? What's, what's the real story here? Okay, well, here's the thing, man. Um, over the last course of, like, the last two years, bro, I've been scaling back from listening to the Stern Show. If something major happens on the Stern Reddit that needs my attention, then I'll go out of my way to watch it. So I've heard that, like, they've been busting um, Brent's balls. But, like, it doesn't seem like anything out of the ordinary. But, like, I heard, like, that there was, like, a whole, like, there was a whole situation about, um, about like, that him and his wife doing, um, uh, uh, Swinging. doing, uh, Swinging and all that, and then something something didn't go well in the Los Angeles trip. By the way, by the way, did you see Suttering John harassing Shuli um, in LA? No. I posted this on my on my on my on my. Uh, you can look up on YouTube. Just look up Suttering John Shuli. But when the Stern Show came to um, uh, LA, uh, Suttering John uh, uh, found Shuli at a hotel at the hotel. And he started doing stuttering John questions, but like they were like, like it wasn't like as good as it used to be. But the one question was, "Hey man, don't you think it's funny that the guy that coined the frame, you know, coined the phrase jump the shark, now works for the show that jumped the shark?" And Shuli's just trying to escape it, and Shuli goes to like this uh, the hotel manager. I get security to get this guy away from me. And, it's, and, it's, and then, and then, basically, Suttering John, and then Suttering John is basically going, "No, he can't get security. I'm, I'm uh, can he get security. Surely, you want to get security for me? I, I'm your friend. Come on, surely." It, 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 it was like one of the most throwback things I've seen Suttering John do. But it's on YouTube. You can probably find it somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll but yeah, it was, it was hilarious. But yeah, I don't know about this whole Brent situation, bro. Because I just knew that this guy, I knew he wasn't gonna last. Because that that guy was like a wild card on the Bubba Love Sponge show, right? Yeah. And and the thing is, like, I didn't even know that he was hired for a while. Like, because he was hired for a while, but he wasn't making uh, uh, appearances on live, right? But he just started becoming more recent. Uh, like the last two years, he started becoming more of a character on that show. So I didn't know like what was really going on. Like I, I haven't really paid attention. Like I, w- when I pay attention is when Howard goes off on Bernie Sanders or um, is like going off about um, um, promoting Bloomberg or when he went off on uh, um, uh, when he went off on Wendy Williams and started calling her uh, uh, all these horrible names because all she said was he he's gone Hollywood and all that type of shit. But I haven't been. But I think there will be a story about this, though. I think that's like, like you know what I mean? Because because like there has been a lot of shadiness. And but by the way, did we talked about like the whole stir? Me and you talked about the Stern Show leaks that happened this summer, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that with with, with all those people that have been um uh, uh with all those people that have been like kind of slowly exiled, I think there will be like. Um, people, you know, uh, eventually finding out what's happening. I still can't. I still can't wait until the part two of that leak comes out because that apparently the the part two of it is where Baba Booey asks uh, Howard, "Is Marcy Turk my new boss?" And Howard goes, "Yes, Gary, she is." So uh, I think that's going to be the game changer uh, of the of the question the question and thing. That's why I think this is all planned out. Like. Like, Howard's probably controlling the narrative as well. He knows his time in the sun is done, basically. You know what I mean? So yeah. maybe Howard has to become the villain again. Um, yeah. But, you know, all these guys are becoming the Vince McMahon, Lord Michaels. All these moguls have, are becoming the villains, and we got to stand up to them, Mike. So we, yeah. we, we got to take over, bro. No, I'm just, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's so weird how they, they just, you know, somebody will be on the show for a while, and then they just, they're out. They're cut off. And yeah, you and never hear was, from him again. It, it wasn't always that case, too. Like, everyone used to get a send-off if they left the show. Yeah, now it's like, you know, Brent's gone, um, you know, a few Tim years Sabian. ago. Tim yeah, Sabian. Tim Sabian. Uh, what was that, the redhead, Lisa G? 
Yeah, by the way, did you listen to Artie Lang's podcast with Tom um, with Tim Sabian? Uh, yeah, I did. I listened to yeah. most of it. Yeah, very yeah, interesting. Tim Sabian was talking about how he had a, a death in his family, and then and Howard Gold, well, then maybe we should separate ways or something like that. So I mean, I don't. Yeah. Apparently, the rumor was Tim Sabian got in trouble because he get um because like they're in 2012. They were trying to um I think they were like Robin wasn't because when when Robin got cancer right yeah and um Robin wasn't there um live in the studio she was like over ISD ISDN line and I think Sabian gave it away on Twitter one time Robin will be back live with us on Monday and and it got deleted and then I noticed that after after that then Tim Sabian started getting more embarrassed online with the whole uh shit the shit fucking uh the sh- what was that whole Shitgate, yeah. He got embarrassed with that, and that was kind of like his exiting out. And then that's when Marcy Turk basically took over in 2013, essentially, um, for that. You know what I mean? I don't know who this Marcy Turk is. I, I, you know what I mean? I, 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 when I was on the show, I was focusing more on the Illuminati part. I should yeah. have been focusing more on the Marcy Turk thing. Maybe I would have advanced better in the storyline if uh, I focused on that, whatever. I, I brought it up too late. Because like, everyone kept talking about this. I think what, um, you know... Like, the one thing that made Artie kind of laugh was, like, Howard, Howard was on AGT saying to some guy, oh, my God, when I hear you stutter, it just makes me cry so much. I feel your pain. And he's like, dude, you've been harassing me and stuttering John about our stutter for, like, the longest fucking time. Where was yeah. this? You know what I mean? Why is it a fucking phony or something like that? You know what I mean? But that's when it really started, like, really dawning on me that, you know, Howard is going in this, like, very neoliberal type of fucking way, kind of. You know what I mean? So... I I don't know what's gonna happen, bro. But I just hope Artie is staying clean. Um, I mean, he seemed clean, but he's been, he's been he was canceling shows. Maybe he had advanced knowledge about this coronavirus shit. Maybe that's why he was canceling shows. But yeah. I, I mean, but people thought that he went back on drugs again, and it, it's not it's not an unfair assessment to make because of Artie Lang's track record. I'm not blaming the guy, but I just hope he's staying clean in all this as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Hansi, you said it all. Thank you for coming back on. Yeah, dude, uh, I'm sorry for talking your ear off, bro. No, it's I, no problem. You know what? I'm going to put this – this is going to be a two-parter again. Uh, I'm going to probably do the WrestleMania part this week, and then I'll have the all everything else next week. So I'll get – Okay, get that's cool, that. bro. Yeah, I, I appreciate yeah. that, man. I, um, but, yeah, but uh, I, I always feel bad. I, I, I know that you're you're a Stern fan, so you probably don't mind me talking your ear off, but I always feel bad when I over-talk and I'm not letting the person who's hosting the show talk because I, I have so much – like tangents going on, but just realize that that all these tangents are from me not organizing my thoughts in a journal anymore, and I'm just going freestyle on anyone's platform essentially. So yeah, I apologize okay. in advance. No worries, man. Uh, so everyone, I implore you check out the Bipolar Coaster everywhere that podcast can be found. Uh, you are Hanzi, that's H A N Z I eighty three on Twitter. The name is Diarrhea Ripley. I love it. <laughs> What's your Instagram right now? Um, Dusty Loads, man. But All right, Hanzi. Yeah, man. Me. Thank you for coming back on the Mike Durban show. Yeah, for sure, bro. And I hopefully when I get comfortable with my podcast, bro, I hope that you will come into my podcast as well, and we'll definitely chat, man. Well, that's the show, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I want to thank Hansi. Check out his Bipolar Coaster podcast everywhere podcasts can be found. Thanks to Joe Feeney. Thanks to Vince Russo. And I want to thank you. As long as you're staying home, stop going out. Stop socializing in public. Just stay the fuck home. Bye for now. Live long and prosper. <laughs>